from the Good Shepherd Auditorium in Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet musicians, writers, filmmakers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome magician Harry Mandel. Harry has been performing magic most of his life, inspired by the amazing Randy of Wonderama and Mark Wilson on his magical land of Alakazam back in the early days of kids' television shows. Harry has also been intrigued by carnival hucksters and pitchmen, as well as the escape artistry of Harry Houdini. We're going to talk about his passion for magic and so much more, but first, Harry, let me welcome you to Inwood Artworks on Air. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I, feel, I really feel like I'm part of the crowd now. Well, <laughs> the crowd's very small, but you're yeah. here, and you are the crowd today, so thank you so much. Uh, no, but seriously, it's, it's great to have you. Thank you. Um, and like I said before, uh, just, you know, I'm just making sure you are actually here. This is not an illusion. Uh, yes, I'm actually here. Okay. He, for those of you listening, you have to take my word for it. For those of you who saw it, it's not a hologram. It's actually him. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, again, going back to uh, the old days of your, um, like I said, I love a good origin story. Um, can you remember where and when you practiced your first trick and for whom? Uh, actually, yes. I was in the schoolyard of PS 150 after hours. Um, funnily enough, James Kahn's younger brother, Ronnie Kahn taught me my first magic trick. He was older than I, and he would tease, you know, some of the younger kids. And he he came out with a, a pencil, and he said, "Hold the pencil." And he had a dollar bill in his hand, and he broke the pencil with the dollar bill. You know, you're seven years old. That blows your mind. Yeah. You know, I later found out how to do that trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's encouraging. You, actually you know, I mean, it's written, it's written up in all the magic books. Yeah. But that was that was my one of my introductions to live magic. I mean, seeing magic on TV was great. Mm -hmm. But you know, people always accused the magicians of camera tricks and stuff like that. But this was actually live. Yeah. And and uh, Ronnie also taught me how to shuffle a deck of cards, and and it, which came in handy when I was in the. United States Army, because I never got roped into a uh, poker game because nobody would trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so I saved a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. I, it was great. But, but between the ages of 7 and 11, I kept learning other magic tricks and watching like every Saturday there, there, was, a, there was a magician on TV. And every once in a while on Ed Sullivan, you saw a magician. And my favorite was Fred Capps. Mm-hmm. He very rarely said anything, but he did crazy things. Like he would break, you know, he would, you can go on YouTube and, and see Fred Capps, K-A-P-P-S, and the amazing stuff that he did. And he looked like he was having such a good time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, now you see it, now, right. now you don't. Right. It was like he was actually enjoying what he did, and the audience went along for the ride. Which has been my philosophy. When when I perform, I I used to headline at uh, in, in Coney Island, Magic at Coney before the pandemic, and people say, "You look like you're having fun." I go, "I don't, you know, I'm up there having fun." And <laughs> not then, not an illusion. I actually am having fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then the audience will enjoy it. That's that's fantastic. But that's, but and, and, and like I said, between the ages of seven and eleven, I learned you know minor 
tricks because I couldn't afford an illusion. Yeah. And, uh, and, and stuff to do. Like I would tease my sister all the time. I would do stuff in front of her and she'd go crazy, you know, because I wouldn't tell her how I did it. <laughs> and of but, course, but, your, but your parents loved that. I might, yeah. They, <laughs> as, as long as I wasn't beating on her, she, they, 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 they were right. okay. Did your parents and, encourage magic for you? They liked uh, it? No, they, they actually wanted me to become a lawyer. But... <laughs> What parent doesn't want their kids? But you know, you know, it's like when when you're a kid, they they just indulge you. Right. And you know, I I did try to cut my sister in half once, and but but that wasn't a trick. No, nah, then I would have had two half sisters, and, oh. and and my parents wouldn't have liked that at all. No, not no, at all. No, no. But uh, going kind of what you said earlier, in a way too, it's like you know what I love about watching magic and performance that it's a shared sense of wonder. You yeah. know, it's like you know the the audience receives it. And then, then they give it back to you, you know, and right. uh, it's a reciprocal relationship. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's funny because the, the, one of the reasons I, I enjoyed the amazing Randy is because he would give a wink to the audience about this is not real, mm -hmm. that it is a trick. And at the end of all his performances, he would tell the kids when he was doing stuff in front of the kids. He also, he did many shows for adults. He would say there was more magic in the opening of a flower than I have shown you here today. And then I knew when I was a kid that, because un unfortunately there, there were a few kids. I, I, I was in the magic show, uh, I mean, no, excuse me, I was in a magic shop where my, my son was working. We were hanging out and this five-year-old kid comes walking in in tears and he's holding a magic wand and he says, I need to return this. And my son says, why? He says, it doesn't work. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I, I felt bad, you know, I says, well, I, I can't, you know, ruin the illusion for the kid and, the, you know, stuff like that. But I was lucky that I knew that it wasn't real, but it was entertainment, but it was amazing. And there was always a wonderment. I enjoy, I, I go to magic shows, I watch other magicians, and I, sometimes I know what they're doing, but I put that aside and I just enjoy what they're doing and how they did it. And like, you know, we just have the, the childhood enthusiasm. Yeah. Do you have a particular fond memory of anything pre-pandemic, obviously, right now, I guess, yeah. but um, of any kind of uh, audience interaction you've had with, with one of your particular uh, practices. Oh tricks. my God. The, 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 there were so many instances where the audience was just in the right mood yeah. and, and, and everything fell into place mm -hmm. and things didn't fall down and things went right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's part of it. And listen, I know about it here at the podcast. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's like, but you know, I learned, I learned a long time ago, if something goes wrong, don't let anybody know because they think it's part of the act. Right. I actually fell on stage. I was, and, and this, this has never happened to me before. I did a, a joke that every once in a while I would look at the audience and go, did anybody lose a roll of $100 bills wrapped in a green rubber band out in the parking lot? And everybody go, yeah, 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 me, me. And I go, well, here's your rubber band. <laughs> And I went out into the audience to give one person the rubber band. When I went back to the stage, I missed the step. And I went, boom. Ooh. I did a, f a face wall. And some people just started laughing. 
and some people are in shock because they thought it was part of the act. And then they realized it wasn't when two guys came from off stage to pick me up. Oh my gosh. But that's, you know, but that's rare. Yeah. But most, you know, things, things do go wrong. I was, a friend of mine invited me to his uh, studio and he wanted to do some HD YouTube videos and he said, we'll do some stuff. And thing, things happen, you know, thing, things go wrong. They don't, you know, the tiger went crazy on Siegfried and Royd. So, right. Right, you know, so you, you have to be careful. It's sure. not all, it's not all fun and games. You have to be present, I think. That's the real trick, right? You have to be present. Yeah, um, and, and I use a lot in, in my act. Well, not as much now, but I used to use fire in my act. And you have to be very careful because I, I remember I was in a restaurant. <laughs> oh, boy. And no, it, it wasn't Hibachi it, place, was it? No, no, no. It wasn't. <laughs> no, no one was in danger. It was just that I was using a different kind of paper that afternoon. It was for a corporate show. Okay. And I was burning something in an envelope, and the envelope started to smoke, and the smoke detector went off. And of course, uh, you know, yeah. went, but you know, you have to be careful these days. Right. But. Uh, a, a lot of times I walk in and I ask the fire marshals, okay, if I use an open flame for this mm -hmm. show, and they usually get permission. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Usually. Well, those are all very memorable. Thank you for sharing yeah. those with us. But, uh, and also, too, I want to recall one thing you said earlier, too, that that's, uh, you know, um, you performed for us um, pre-pandemic, too, at our Culture Hub when we had our right. variety show right. there and did an act. And what I liked about your performance that it's a crafty performance to be enjoyed as theater, as entertainment. Like, that's what I think is really great. And is is curious, like, and you you know mentioned a couple of your mentors, too, is, like, you know, developing your own style, I think that is, it's, it's very key. And so I, I like yeah. the fact that your style, um, correct oh. me if I'm wrong, it's very theatrical in the Thank sense you. like you're, you're going, <laughs> you're, you're, inv you're inviting people to take part and experience. It's not just a technique of we're going to roll off tricks a through z it's and you people right, that, people can do that and there's nothing wrong with doing that but yeah. it's like you're the show not the tricks right that's that's the whole thing uh, yeah that that that's been my philosophy that the tricks are one thing and and a lot of people believe it or not don't like magic and sometimes you gotta fool them trick them into in, enjoying the show yeah. you know it's like you take them along for the ride. Yeah. You can't make them enjoy it, but you can try. Yeah. Well, that's all you can do, right? Yeah. You know, and set the table. They have to eat off. Of right. It. And and the thing is, a lot of magicians do what they call sucker tricks, and they make the person that they're doing the trick for feel like an idiot. I don't like that. I like to make like if I if I'm doing a stage show, I bring up a volunteer. I make them the star of the show. Right. I make them do the magic. Mm -hmm. I'm just in, you know, going, oh, wow, that's amazing, isn't it? You know, stuff like yeah, that. That's pretty, I think that's empowering. And that's, it just, it just builds the show, not takes away from the show. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, well, like a true huckster, you've traveled <laughs> far and wide and have practiced your act, uh, like you said, from private parties, trade shows, restaurants, what have yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Uh, comedy clubs, Coney Island, et cetera, so on. Oh, yeah. Um, what's the lay of the land right now? Here we are in 20, almost 2023. It's, it's, it's coming back. Yeah. It's Great. it's coming back. A lot, a lot of my colleagues are doing trade shows again, restaurant work, uh, birthday parties are back. Uh, 
weddings are, are coming back in full force, bar mitzvahs, yeah. and people hire magicians for the cocktail hour, yeah. especially for the cocktail hour. Mm -hmm. And sometimes throughout the whole event, you can go from table to table. You know, it, it, it depends on your budget and you know, right, what right, you right. want to do. <laughs> well, uh, and do you have any gigs lined up you can look forward to possibly direct people towards uh not a, not at the moment okay. no gotcha. I've, I've been uh i've been taking some time off you know especially mm -hmm. with the pandemic yeah, sure and uh you know but now i'm starting to think about going back and un unfortunately some of the venues like magic Coney, which used to be basically at uh, we used to use the stage at the freak show at night mm -hmm. or we used the the um, the museum upstairs, which is a fantastic place, they have they're under new management, so they don't know what they want to do with the magic program yet. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, after it, it's October, the 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 freak show, which would have the fire eaters, the sword swallowers, and the, all those guys. Hey, they're my friends. They're That's okay. Right. <laughs> hey, listen, some of my best friends walk on glass. You know, it's like, it, or, or or on hot coals, or on a bed of nails. They're like, yeah, I have some crazy friends. Uh, it sounds like everybody in the arts I ever work with. So yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> but but you're actually talking literally. I'm talking metaphorically. No, uh, I'm so. talking literally. Yeah, <laughs> I know no. you are. And, and 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 people say to me, he didn't really put a nine-inch spike up his nose, did he? I go, yes, he did. You mean this spike right here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pulls it out of right. his nose. And, or that sword's fake. I go, no, it's not. Yeah. And they're sharp. Yeah. You know, and so it's, but, you know, and like I said, they, they started to come back and people are going back out, you know, and, and then they want to get ent entertained. So luckily, so I, I'm going to wait a, you know, a few months and see sure. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And right now I say we're here. It is. We're I'm going to timestamp us here. We're in October of 2022 here and, right. uh, you know, we're heading into flu season and the, yeah, you know, we, it's just not the right idea. And after, and we all know what happened in you know Dece December of twenty twenty one. I Omicron heard. I heard. I, I, it was it was in all the papers. I, I set that one that. out myself. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I was like Rip Van Winkle. I went went to sleep for a while. Yeah, um, but like, uh, oh no, my it was, god. It, 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 the point is, like you're you're smart. I think, and everyone yeah. will have their time. And you know, I and I feel very strongly about this, having sp spoken to a lot of artists, is that you know it you know you're never not working like right. the, the wheels thinking, are turning yeah. and you know and maybe your signature trick is now turning into your another you know you're not as excited about it as you once once were and you're looking on towards evolving towards something else right whatever yeah, yeah you, know? you, you the basic thing is to evolve because you start getting in a rut i i have i have some magician friends that go well if it works don't change it but if you become bored with something, you, right. ha you have to change it. And you're yeah. always thinking. And then it's like, it's funny that uh, Chris Angel used, used to, I've, I've met Chris because I knew his uh, magic teacher. We, we go way back. His, his, his magic teacher played Harry Houdini in, in the movie uh, Ragtime oh. and actually did a real upside down straitjacket escape in the movie. But Chris would always say, you know, because kids would come up to him and say, what's new? What's it? He says, when you go into a magic shop, he says, never ask what's new. Ask what's old. Mm -hmm. And that's 
a good thing because I start thinking about what's something I haven't done yeah. in like a lot of years. And, that'll, and that, that'll surprise people because between social media and YouTube and all that other stuff, the kids, you know, it's like you can get an app that does a magic trick mm -hmm. or you can, you know, or you can watch a YouTube video and they teach you how to do something that takes the, the mystery out of it. You take the words out of my mouth, right. literally, it's like the word, they demystify the entire process right. and the but, lear learning was part of the fun. Exactly. And the, 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 the other thing is, and I, and I told this even to my own son when he was growing up and he wanted to learn magic and he said, can you buy me this video? I said, no, but I'll buy you the book. Because if you watch a video, you become like that person and you do the, the movements and the patter exactly like that person. If you read the book, you put your own spin on it. You put your own character. And mimicking is not learning. Right, right. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, I, I agree. Sometimes, you know, because I've done shows and kids come up to me, where can I learn how to do this? I go, go to your local library. Go over to the shelf. What's a library? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mean go Google? Your, yeah. yeah, no. Go, forget Google. Go to your local library. Look in the book, 793.8. Right. You'll find the magic books. Read it. If you have to read the sentence 20 times, read it, and you'll understand it. Yeah. Well, that's, by the way, great advice. Yeah. I feel you kind of segued into that because I feel like our podcast always has some kind of like educational component to oh, it. Oh, good. And, uh, <laughs> I feel, oh, I do. I feel it's like, you know, you can, um, because people do get a bug or want to try their hand uh, or sleight of hand, if you will, uh, at, um, you know, whatever that's currently in their their crawl or fancy. And um, no, it, it takes perseverance and, you know, you, and hopefully, the community like like you said a magic teacher a mentor right. uh, somebody if, if, if they're if they are want to go on from that you know <laughs> library book it's like that's a great let your curiosity lead exactly. you I exactly really it's it's like yeah. well a lot of my contemporaries and some of the people that came before me had this attitude that if somebody came up to you and said teach me that trick no i'm sorry i'm not going to teach you that trick or how did you do that? Well, I never read the instructions, and they'd walk away. Right. But if some, but if a kid came up to you and said, "Wow, that was fantastic!" You know, I know how to do this, and I know how to do that, and I'd really love to learn how to do that. They would take you in, in, into the corner and say, "Come here, I'll sh I'll show you," because there's a difference between really wanting to know and yeah, be, and being a wise guy about it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You may be a wise guy, Harry, but you're not that kind of wise guy. But you're wi well, wise in wise in years, <laughs> not wise in the other way. I try. Uh, I yeah, try. You know. Well, Harry, um, thank you so much for being here and and sharing. It's like you know, it's it's hard to be on a podcast, and I would have you do some work and things like that, and but sh and show off some of your wonderful uh, tricks. But it's hard to do that on an audio podcast. I know. And I so know. It, we're we're we're, we're left. Um, actually uh, just just talking about it and and kind of getting the get the feel for it uh but like, like you said we po possibly you know in the future you'll be back at it and uh, again we'll like to we'd love to have you back in what artworks at some oh, point thank you when when we you know same time it's like everyone i get the same question it's like when are you having another pop-up like, like well it's not <laughs> buildings just don't fall down from the sky and no, open themselves no, up to me no, they um don't. and i and i would and we are working on it too it's just a matter of right. the right the right time uh, and the right circumstances yeah. with the right people. And, um, 
Yeah. And I'd like, I'd like to leave your audience with one bit of advice. Never ask a magician how he did it. Ask him why he did it. There you go, folks. Words to live by. So can we show, send some to a website or anything so they can follow more of your work? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing. I do have a website. Of course, the three W's, mandelmagic.com. I haven't uh, updated it lately. That's okay. Uh, because of the uh, pandemic. And, and I, lo I looked at it the other night, and I, I see that I do have to, so some of the pictures are not the, pho the photographs of me performing floating children, you know, and cutting people's heads off and, s and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, I love, I love that kind of stuff. But I, nobody ever gets hurt. All the kids get their heads back. Yeah, they all get their heads back. If they came with one you leave. before the show, they leave with one. Their own, though. We don't, yeah, you yeah, don't, you don't change I don't them switch around. Them, okay, no, that's very good no. of you. And, that, and that, 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 that's the other thing. When I was doing kid shows, which I started to lean towards more family-type entertainment because when kid shows, the parents want a babysitter. Or yeah. they would threaten their, their children. If you don't behave, the yeah. magician will make you disappear. <laughs> I hated that. Yeah. I really, you know, but that's that's another story. But yeah, um, I'm I'm very seriously revamping a, a lot of stuff. But it has all my information at mandelmagic.com. Yeah. In case anybody wants to find out where they can purchase tricks or what, if because there are a lot of kids coming up, they do get that bug, and but they go to YouTube and you know and it's. Yeah. It comes out much better if they go to an actual real brick-and-mortar magic shop, which they have in, in Midtown Manhattan. They have t two of them now that are great. Which, which ones uh, are they? Uh, there's Tannins, which has been around forever. I mean, they keep changing the address. They're on 45th Street now. They used to be in Times Square. Mm -hmm. And then there's a new one in the 30s called Don't Blink. It just opened up. And fantastic stuff. And the people that work there... Uh, in the old days, I remember when I was a kid, I, I used to go up to Tanner's and I say, uh, the trick where you, where you do the disappearing hanky, how do you, and then they hand me a box and they take my money and, the, and that was it. Mm -hmm. These guys will teach you how to do it and, nice. you, and you'll learn how to do it before you walk out of the store most of the time. That's really cool. Yeah. People so, who love magic. It's great. Exactly. And they want to, they're proponents of the art and they want to continue the art. And it's, it's, it's enjoyment and it's fun. And you meet, you meet a lot of great people because you are in show business. It's a community. You know? and, and, and I've met, I've met some famous people. And, and, and it's great, you know, and, and it's fun. And, and, and a lot of them are household words. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. So yeah. if you uh, just say, folks, listeners, you can find uh, a link to Harry's work in the description of this episode. We'll include it so they can find right. you and learn more about you. And, and if you see him on the streets of Inwood, uh -oh. you know, look the other way, please. Yeah, yes. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless they mean you might get your head taken off. No autographs. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Please, please, please. Well, thank you again, Harry, for oh, being thank here. you for having me. It's, it's been fun. Absolutely. And great. Thank you. You sure thing. Uh, so this is Inwood Artworks On Air Artist Spotlight Edition. Uh, it's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and magicians of all stripes that make their home here in Upper Manhattan. Uh, if you have 
some time right now, please show us some love and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Uh, many thanks to Church of Good Shepherd here for hosting us and to Hidesites.com for uptown promotional support. You can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate or via Venmo. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, pop-up art galleries, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in the partnership with City Council. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.